Also, uh, entrance theme song of the still undefeated, officially recognized by the state of Kentucky intergender champion. Over a thousand days. What a great <laughs> tune. What a great... How, how many title defenses? Uh, you know, no losses. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Zero losses. Zero, and then that's the best part is when you say that people are like, "Well, I'll fight," and like, like girls be like, "I'll fight you," and it's like, "You're licensed." No, that, isn't that a shame? Be a lot cooler if you were. Mm-mm. But oh well. Episode sixteen. Are we already to sixteen? Oh, we can drive now. Isn't that awesome? It makes me feel good. Yeah, we're ready to date other podcasts, despite our parents' objections. It's true, it's true. Yeah. And we definitely need someone to parent us on this show. We really do. We need somebody. Somebody who knows what they're doing on this show. Brand new episode, Friends with Benefits podcast. How are you, buddy? Oh, bud, I'm doing well. I'm doing good. Uh, you know, doing the work from home thing. Yeah. Uh, brandly or uh, freshly new, thirty-five-year-old. So yeah, I, yeah, congratulations for uh, you know setting a, a, a record on the number of likes and comments and reactions to your photo uh, <laughs> to celebrate your birthday on the page. Fun thank stuff. You, thank Fun you. Fun stuff. Uh, even my dad got it on. Oh. Wished you a happy birthday, which was pretty damn funny to me. <laughs> it was a good thing. It was a good thing. Put in a little cake emoji. Like, Dad, what are you doing? Dad, I love it. I love I'll always it. appreciate appreciate some love from Bruce. So, <laughs> well, he uh, that was I like I, it was made me laugh so hard because it's just it just pops up as this, you know he reply he reacted and commented on the photo and I was like oh dear God what's he gonna say and it was like happy 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 birthday and a bunch of cake emojis and I was just like the day that my dad discovered emojis. Like the section in his text, no turning back from that point. His life was never the same. He'll send me texts now that are just an emoji. And that's it. Like no no text or anything, just an emoji. <laughs> like, that's cool. Whatever. But, so I hope you had a happy birthday. I did, I did. It was a good day. We uh, had a lot of fun playing some games over the weekend. Yeah, we had a, we had a good time in a, a good, uh, eclectic group. Yeah, I, listen, I, it's not everybody that I will play five straight hours of Friday the 13th, <laughs> the video game for PS4. It's not just for anybody, It's but it's for you. Yeah, and uh, that was the thing, like, 
Like when I logged out of the uh, party chat, I was like, this has been going for five and a half hours. Yeah. So. Five solid hours and I died like four times. I think that's pretty good odds. (laughs) Friend of the show, Paul Frankie got involved. Yeah, it was good. Engineer Paul Frankie and uh, his better half also got involved. That was good. I think everybody had a lot of fun. I think we all did. I think we all did. Uh, I think Kyle had enough fun for everybody. Yeah. Towards the end, he was having a lot of fun for everybody. (laughs) I mean, it was a lot of fun. No, no hate though. No, not a, not a bit, not a bit of hate. I mean, I'm like, man, you do you, you just keep doing you. He was happy and he was happy, which made me happy. So it's true. It's true. It was just funny because you're like, this is the only game that I'm pretty sure all of us had and could play all at once. Hey, it worked out. It worked out. It sure did. Yeah. We had a, we had a full, full lobby for most of them. Uh, I think. I think we only had to play one game with seven people. Yeah. I mean, that's so. pretty good. It's not bad at all. So overall, success. Uh, we won't get into a lot of detail about it, but uh, your snap today made me laugh. <laughs> I'm not going not to get into a lot of detail about it, um, you know, but made me laugh. It was really good. So good. No, I'm glad you had a good birthday. I'm still um, I'm going through. I I never throw away my phones, like my old phones. Mm-hmm. I'll keep them just in case I need like, you know, I need I need anything on them. Like if I have um like photos that tra- don't transfer or like music files or whatever cuz I keep, you know, I keep all my music on my phone. I've got like text messages and that. So I keep all that stuff. So I keep all the old phones. Um, they're scattered around. I used to keep them all together because it was smart and now they're all scattered everywhere. But, um, I'm going through and trying to find what phone I had for the infamous birthday picture. And as soon as I find it, I'm going to send it to you like out of the blue and it's going to be the best. That's going to be amazing. So I I want you to know that the hunt is on and I am looking for it. So, Oh, I have faith in you. I'm hoping. Which is probably my first mistake. Yeah, but. you probably shouldn't. Uh, but, you know, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> so, well, it's time to, uh, we've been going on every week. Uh, we've been doing, because, you know, you and I both agree that we we hate just lists. Yeah. We don't like doing, you know, just straight up list stuff. And so we've been, we, we had a, just a happenstance. We had a, an idea, something that we love, uh, video games. And so we've been going chronologically by release date, video games, uh, by North American release date. Uh, and we've been, uh, you know, we've been picking the one, one game from, you know, each of those systems that we love so much. And we've been progressing. We started with the original NES and we have progressed. And I believe this week is probably the hardest for me. This is a, 
This was a tough one, but it, it, it really came down to three, but then I had to think about it, and uh, I kind of came to a what I consider a good conclusion. All right. Well, why don't you, because I believe it's your turn to lead us off. I believe so. I believe so, so. Uh, my friend, hit me with it. Tell us what system we're doing today and your choice. Today is the Sega Dreamcast, released in 2001. I believe it was September of 01. If I'm not mistaken, I believe you are um, correct. And just a, uh, well, no, okay. Next week's was September of 2001. Oh. And this one was, I believe, I think this may have just been early September of 2001. But that's neither here nor there. Um, so we are going to discuss the Dreamcast. Woo! And a, a, a console that I think died a death way too soon. I really think it was just ahead of its time. I I think it would have had a lot more staying power if it had come out in like 2002. Uh, like a little bit after some of the other consoles we're going to be getting to talking about soon. Um, but talking about my favorite game of that console, I would have to go, and I feel very cliche saying this, but Sonic Adventure. Oh, okay. Sonic Adventure. Uh, the semi open world Sonic game. Um, cause I had to look at it. I had a couple other options I was thinking about, but this was the one that really, when I thought about it, I was like, you know, I went back and bought this again on GameCube. I had the sequel downloaded on 360, and like this is just, I put so much time into this. Which hurts me now watching people speed run the entire game over the course of like 40 minutes. But uh, it was just, you know, the open worldness to it. And it was one of those games where I was like looking at it and I was like, whoa, this is so beautiful. In retrospect, it probably wasn't the prettiest looking game going back now, but it was all, it, it was fun. The gameplay was good. And I liked there were, you know, the main game was Sonic, but then you had like many ones with Tails, Knuckles. Uh, the big purple cat, uh, <laughs> whose name escapes me right now, but there were ended up being like five different playable characters. And if you beat all of their versions of the game, you got to, uh, unlock a, like the true final battle. So it was a good game. It was a fun one, solid one. And I hope I didn't steal your pick. No, you, you didn't. Um, great pick. Yeah. Sonic games generally are some of the best for any Sega system uh, just because Sega takes so much care and craft in making, you know, Sonic games. So great choice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And... See, I struggled with this one because I wanted to pick something that wasn't just a port from another system. So I approached it where I wanted a like a basically like a Saturn or a uh, Dreamcast original. I keep sa- yeah. I keep flip flopping them. Uh, I say Saturn. Like when we were doing Saturn, <laughs> I kept saying Dreamcast, and now that we're on Dreamcast, I keep saying Saturn. But I mean Dreamcast and. I'll fully admit I didn't get a lot of Dreamcast playtime. Uh, mm-hmm. The controller always intimidated me. Um, but 
So after I threw away some of the games that uh, I, I did enjoy playing, but were ports from other game or other systems or just weren't quite as good as I remember them, I decided on the Dreamcast staple Crazy Taxi. That was also in the uh, top three. Right. It's, it's so much fun, and when I first heard about it, I was like, there's no way this game is going to be that much fun. And holy balls, it is damn fun. Uh, I could play that game for hours. I could play it for five and a half hours, um, and not with my friends. Like I would, I would play it by myself for five and a half hours, and I would enjoy the hell out of it. So it would be a good time. Yeah, Crazy Taxi, a, an original, unique premise at the time. Uh, yeah, so much fun. I like it. Thank you, thank you. That's, uh, uh, well, I don't know why I'm thanking you. Yeah, it was your like, pick. Uh, I mean, but yeah, you're um, welcome. <laughs> when I first moved into the apartment I'm currently in, you know, and had no roommate, I uh, had my 360 in my bedroom before it kicked the bucket. And I was like looking at stuff and I like, I saw that I had like an $11 balance on my account. Hey. I was like, sure. Yeah. Didn't have an Xbox one yet. I'm like, sure. Let's, let's get something. So I log on. And I'm like, what is cheap for like 10 bucks that I can pick up? And I got to it and I was like, crazy taxi is nine ninety nine after tax. That's going to leave me with like 60 cents left. I don't care about that. So there was like, a two week span where like, instead of watching something in my room as like my bedtime ritual, I would just log on and play like 30 minutes of crazy text and be like, all right, time for bed. Worth it. Cause it was like, it, it was even on dreamcast. It was the perfect, like pick up and play. Uh, Cause yeah, you know, all you had to do was like, there was no story mode to speak of. There were like challenges and there was just like the open world. And I just, could not get enough of it. Yeah, that, that's the thing is it was it was very easy with the arcade style to just you know spend half an hour, forty five minutes, an hour, and just just you weren't worried about getting to a checkpoint or a save point or a certain part. You, you could just pick it up, play, drop it, and be done, and then pick it up again. Hell of a lot of fun. Loved it. Oh yeah. Loved. It. So there you have it. Um, that was our our Dreamcast. Is uh, OG Xbox next? I don't know what's o- next. Uh, I believe you sent me the next week. Twice is the GameCube came out a month and a half before the OG Xbox. Oh my god! But we do have Xbox followed by Xbox yeah, coming up soon. That's going to be crazy. I, I can't believe that. Yeah, I, I got the list. I keep uh, – you sent me the list twice, and I keep forgetting the order. Uh, so it will be Game, uh, yeah, GameCube next, then Xbox, Xbox 360, and so on and so forth. Yeah, do you need me to send it again? No, no, I got it. I just pulled it up. It's just now now it's getting buried in all of our uh our other picture texts. So it makes <laughs> I have saved it though, so I, I will be able to reference it quickly. Good, um, good. So that's good. So no, this is fun. I, I like it because it's a uh it's a list, but it's not a list. 
um, and that's the thing that I like is that, um, cause there's, there's not much more I hate than, um, just top 10 this, or let's just list out this. Like that's boring. Cause that's just yeah. opinion. So, uh, we only spend like, you know, not even 10 minutes. We spend like five or six minutes talking about this and it's just fun stuff. So I like it. I like it. I like the twist. We are in this, uh, this starts at the Sega Saturn. So we are 10 consoles deep now and we've only done honorable mentions for what one of them yeah only one so so yeah we're keeping it to one and that that's what makes it all so harder is you can only pick one yeah it's basically like if you had the system and you could have the system in one game forever what would it be <laughs> like it's just tough it's, it's tough um you know what else i saw well for, like okay i i got a i got a topic for another day Okay. Uh, because I really want to rant with you about all of these like online ordering curbside pickup things. Because I've been doing all of these, like I, I think I've tried every single one of them now, mm-hmm. and I've had very different experiences across the board. Mixed results, as some would say. Yeah, very mixed. Like that's being generous. So. Uh, at some point I would, uh, like, we're going to have to talk about ordering things online and doing pickups because I got heated. I was talking to my parents over the weekend and I got heated cause they've never done it. They, they've never done any of the, the pickups anywhere. And we, like, I had just done one and I won't say where until we get, uh, until if we, if we talk about it, uh, I'll, well, I'm so down to talk about, talk uh, about that the the order had like 35 or 36 items and upon pickup you know they hand you the sheet of like like because you don't get out of your car they're just like pop the trunk we'll throw everything in and then at the end they hand you like this giant stack of papers and they're like you're all good bye thank you have a great day and then you leave and then you get home 35 or 36 items i'll get the actual paperwork uh it was like 14 were actually, it was bad. And it was, it was like stuff. Like I know if I would just put the car in park and walked in, I would have found just about everything else. I was pissed. I was so mad. So we'll talk about that at another point. Uh, but as I was going on to Twitter to rant about it, because that's what I do. That's what any sane, logical person does in that scenario in 2020. You log on to Twitter and you voice your displeasure. Tag the company. Uh, I saw another tweet that I think you might have also seen. Oh, yeah? Uh, that might spark a little bit of a dialogue. Okay. Uh, I don't know how many. I'm assuming you follow. Um, and I know on the on the show Twitter, we also follow um, uh, several wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And there was a wrestler, there was a, a female wrestler, we can name names if you want, um, that was talking about how creepy it was that, that this fan in, I was either like Germany or some other country had found her home address and was Holy sending, shit. was like sending autograph requests and stuff like to I- her home address. I didn't see this. Who was this? It was uh, uh, Jordan Grace. 
Hold Fuck. on. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up I here. Hate, I hate people. Jordan. Yeah. Jordan Grace. You can go to her Twitter and it says, uh, hold on. I'll read it to you real quick because I think this is, this is an important thing. Um, and I, I think it's an, it's an important thing to, uh, to talk about. Uh, she's talking about avoiding shaking hands. No, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I know because like other, other wrestlers, um, that we follow on the, on the, that account, we're replying to it. Uh, that was like, yeah, like that's, that's not like, that's not okay. Like absolutely not. Okay. Um, and okay, hold on. I'm going to find it. I promise. Uh, you're all good. You're all good. Um, because God, all these people. Yeah. 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 That, uh, yeah. Okay. So this is from, uh, the 26th. So just a couple of days ago, uh, that creepy fan from Germany who finds everyone's home address and sends them photos to autograph found my new apartment address in Baltimore. Dude has to know how creepy that is. Right. And then she puts in parentheses, Tobias. So I'm guessing that's his name or supposed mm-hmm. name. Hope you see this. And, uh, so yeah, that's, that's like, I, I feel like it's important to discuss boundaries in fandom. Uh, absolutely. And yeah, about when, when it just goes from like, Oh, they're, they're a fan to, Oh, that's, that's creepy. Yeah. That's um, creepy. And then, um, so like other wrestlers, uh, are replying and are like, he found my mom's address and sent her pictures of me to get autographed, like all this stuff. Like, so there's all these other wrestlers who are replying. that are like, yeah, this guy's a super creeper. Uh, and so, uh, well, by the time I got done reading that thread, I forgot all about my pickup, um, <laughs> my pickup rant. Um, <laughs> but, um, it's, it's, it's weird. I see it more on, on Twitter now. Cause you know, with, with Twitter, it's like, it feels like people, I guess are more approachable and it's easy to feel like, um, Oh, I see them on Twitter, so they're they're my friend, and I can talk to them. However, fun, uh, not at all related to this topic. Follow up to that, yeah, or tie into that. So we're sitting there um, watching a wrestling pay per view. It was either late last year, or early this year, and Ken just gets baffled look on his face, then turns his phone to me, and it just says Kari Sane with the blue check part with the blue check mark is now following you. Hey, three and a half months later, she still follows Ken on Twitter, man. How do, uh, how do I get that? I don't know. Lucky him. And she only follows like 200 something people or something like I that. No. Carrie Sane is awesome. All right. Sorry to, but anyway, sorry to, yeah, but the, the, the whole aspect of, oh, yeah, I see them on Twitter. So we must be friends and like, right. You know, I got excited. Uh, Heath Slater liked and then retweeted my thing when, because I said if he put out a T-shirt that had like the free agent logo on it from the brand split when he was trying to get signed by Raw or SmackDown, 
I'd buy it. And, you know, he liked yeah. it and he shared it. And I was like, oh, that's that, that's kind of awesome. You know, you feel the sense of like camaraderie. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going to be like slide into his DMs and be like, hey, man, uh, I bought your shirt. Will you send me an autographed picture now? Hey, man, I bought your shirt. Show me that dick. Well, <laughs> I did go into his DMs with that. Well, but. obviously, yeah, but but <laughs> autographs, uh, like, like dick pics are one thing. Autographs are uh, something else. Um, yeah, because, well, the, and there is that line of, you know, when there's either someone on TV or a celebrity or whatever, like, it's easy for you to feel like you know them. And it's it's easy to forget that they have absolutely no idea who you are. So when you when you just start a conversation, and they have no idea who the, who you are whatsoever, but you feel like you know them, it's very easy to cross that line and go from fan appreciative person to freaking creeper. Yeah, uh, and I'm not. I'm. I'm definitely not limiting this to Twitter. And, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Uh, can I tie it in with something completely different now? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to tie it into something we both have opinions about, and I think we're both fans of it. Um, but when you cosplay as a character, yeah, and only answer to that character's name. Ooh, that's dumb. I don't like that at all. Um, I've got. Like, you know, I used to do the hospitality suite for ScaryCon here in town. Yeah. And, you know, they had a Michael Jackson impersonator at one point. And uh, he came up with, like, some of his entourage to, like, eat and stuff. And they were all calling him Michael. Yeah, that's weird. When his name was Brett. Like, I get it if it's like, you know, you're on... The show floor, like, because I, I I firmly believe in the um, immersion, like like the Disney rule, when you're on like the show floor, yeah. And it's like if if there are, especially when it's like you're a you're a character or you're in some costume that kids would react to, like Spider Man or yeah. you know one of the Avengers or whatever. Uh, so like if I'm on, if I'm at a convention and I am dressed as Spider-Man, um, and I'm like, I'm not in a, you know, a changing room or like, you know, somewhere where people can't see me, I'm going to, I'm going to be quote unquote, be Spider-Man. Yeah. But if someone comes up to me and is like, Hey man, you know, my kid's a big fan. Can you come take a picture? I'm not going to be like, oh, Peter Parker, blah, blah, blah. I'm Spider-Man. Like, no. Uh, well, and at the same, in, in the very same vein, if I'm walking around with you and I say, hey, uh, I say, hey, Flanagan, you're not going to, um, like, keep looking forward and not answer no. me. No, I'm going to Because I didn't either call you Peter or Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was say, and that part of that is just because I'm connected to reality. Yeah. <laughs> the other example I had of this, and it, this is going to go into another point of mine. Um, Grit hosted his little panel at whatever the hell that convention <laughs> was last October. And there was a, this has nothing to do with Grit. There was a woman on the thing who, like, 
She's like, yeah, I cosplay as River Song from Doctor Who. And I'm like, okay, I already don't like you. And then she's like, yeah, I have 23 or 24 cosplays set up for her. I'm like, I really don't like you. And then, like, she mentions that when she's in costume, from the moment she puts it on until she either decides to or changes, she only answers to River. So um, does like does that include like driving to the convention or like getting dressed in your hotel and, like go what do you do at lunch? Yeah. Are you like breaking character at lunch and having a meal with your friends? I'm gonna seg it into something else now. That same woman talked about how she had something from some obscure Doctor Who episode and blah 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 where River Song was in a Nazi outfit. Uh oh. And that she had gone online. And actually bought a swastika armband for the cosplay. Uh, I think I've, over the past five years of doing uh, stuff under the show umbrella, I have made my opinion on Nazis very clear. Yeah, I I think both of us have gone on record as to say that we do not like Nazis. No, no. uh, We love Wolfenstein because you get to kill Nazis. That's one of the best parts of Wolfenstein is Um, you kill Nazis. And there are... I have very strong feelings about it. And I'll go, I will legitimate, and this is something I will. If you buy genocide memorabilia as part of your cosplay, you're probably kind of a dick and a creep. Well, I, I will add, I will add a caveat to that. Okay. Because if you remember at Conapalooza, mm-hmm. we ran into the guy that was from, what was it like? The man in the high tower, man in the high castle, man, in the high castle. Tower castle. What is wrong with yeah, that? Same difference. Um, and he had the uh, he had the the like the not like the officer's uniform, and like, but he was super cool about it because he would like when people would be like, "Hey, can I get a picture?" He would like ask them questions first. Yeah, he would like vet them because he's like, if you're a Nazi enthusiast or you just love that, he's like, absolutely not. He's like, I will not take pictures with people. Yeah, that he's are, like, like, if you just want to get a picture of the guy at a convention with a Nazi armband, no, no, yeah, and so like, uh, he, he like. Uh, th- He's like the very, very rare exception because 99% of the time I completely agree with you. Like if you – if you're like, you know what my costume needs and you go to eBay and you're like authentic Nazi swastika and then you bid on it and you buy it and you're so proud like eh. Well, the other thing I'll give that guy – didn't he say that his wife had sewn it for him? Yeah, yeah, like he didn't go out and so, buy it. Yeah, yeah, he didn't go out and buy it. He didn't support, you know, anyone who's profiting off of that. Um, so yeah, that dude again, uh, very much the exception, not the rule. Yeah, because uh, yeah, ninety nine percent of the time, like if you go out and you seek that stuff, and you can't come up with something, something else. Like something to substitute, and I'm not one of those people that is like, it's got to be 100% accurate to that. Like, I want, of course, if I'm going to wear a costume of some kind, of course, I want it to be accurate. But there are some details that I'm like, I'm okay not having that. Yeah. And in that situation, the the one I was talking about, it, it was very much to me like... You're not like I. I don't care about screen accuracy. I, I, I at that point I don't. 
it's all very much about the imagery. Um, and the river song thing just, it, you know, it got like, cause you could tell at Conapalooza that guy's costume didn't bother me. Right. But the way this woman was talking about her cosplay and about how she was bragging about having a swastika on it. No. Yeah, that's the difference. Like, that's a pretty big difference. Yeah, you shouldn't shove your uh, fascism in people's faces. Yeah. <laughs> it's not... Um... Uh, I'll also, I'll, I'll go back to wrestling. And if you're one of the people, uh, or this applies to pretty much anything. Okay. If you're just waiting at an airport to try and meet celebrities oh, or yeah. hotels for like wrestling, like people will try and get ho- like hotel rooms in the WrestleMania hotel and just hang out in the lobby in hopes to meet wrestlers. No, no. Do what regular people do and go and find a drugstore. Uh, see that's a throwback Uh, to people that have history with the show he told me that that picture was okay and actually (laughs) asked me to and thanked me for it so that i don't apologize for no you shouldn't that's a it's a fun story uh Uh, like if you if you try and force a quote-unquote chance meeting mm -hmm. like uh like okay hold on uh what was it uh who was it that that there was a point at some was it at some scarefest where we rode the elevator down was it Malcolm McDowell was it somebody I don't remember uh, oh, it, no that was George Romero George Romero that's right yeah like we rode the elevator down and it was like be respectful be yeah. you know polite don't be a dick and don't ask for stuff don't just just hey you know how's everything going you enjoying yourself? Well, I actually think we waited until he spoke. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, yeah. Just be polite and respectful because at the end of the day, they're people too. Yeah. Um, but I've also like, here's the other thing that I, that like groups or, you know, collections that are super elitist, uh, and have no reason to be. Yep. And will gatekeep people and try and say, well, we have a standard to uphold for this, that, and the other. No, you're kind of, you're, everybody's a fan. Like, yeah. don't, don't make people feel worse because, you know, they don't want to sink a bunch of money into props or costumes or whatever. Like, don't be an asshole. So, I keep having stories for, like, all of these. (laughs) So, it was, I think it was, like, summer 2018. Um, I went to this, like, little hole-in-the-wall bar here in Lexington. And this may have even been, like, early 2019. I can't remember. It doesn't really matter. And I ran into this guy I went to, or I worked at Chick-fil-A with. And I had a Finn Balor t-shirt on. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, you like wrestling? I was like, dude, I've liked wrestling, you know, most of my life. And he turns his hat that's on backwards around, like points to his WrestleMania 34 hat. And he's like, yeah, I went this year. I was like, so did I. Yeah, like, okay. And he's like, he's like, well, I went to uh, Supercard of Honor. I was like, so did I. 
<laughs> well, uh, I went to, oh shit, what's the, like, what's the big convention that WWE has? Oh, uh, Access. Access. Yeah. He's like, well, I, you know, he's like, I got Access tickets and I paid for the VIP stuff, so I got to meet blah, 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 blah. It's like, cool, I met Cesaro at CVS. And he just, like, it was this game of, like, one-upsmanship that he tried to play. And I was just like, why can't we just talk about wrestling since we both like wrestling? Why can't you just be like, hey... From one fan to another fan, wasn't that like because like that should be like it, it should have gone like this, like I'll be him, you be you, okay, okay, okay. We're gonna role play this. Be like, right. oh, so you're a wrestling fan? Oh yeah, have been for a long time. And I spin my hat around and I go, it's WrestleMania 34. Yeah, I went to WrestleMania this year. So did I. Oh, that's awesome. What was your favorite part? Probably when The Undertaker came out to wrestle John Cena. Oh, yeah, because, you know, I know that they kind of teased that it wasn't going to happen and then it was going to happen, but we all kind of knew it was going to happen. I thought that they, they did it really well, and it was, it, was, it was really fun to watch, especially live. Yeah. Fuck, that's yeah, how that's it should have gone. Yeah, that's how it should have gone. It <laughs> shouldn't have been, oh, I went to WrestleMania too. Oh, well, I did this. Okay, so yeah. did I. Well, I did this. Well, I, did, I, I didn't do that, but I did this. Like you mentioned going to Access, so I mentioned going to WrestleCon. I didn't mention the fact that I didn't pay to get into WrestleCon, but yeah. Yeah. um, but I, I like just the fans one-upsmanship. Yeah, like that's I hate that. Like, oh, cool! You have every single Star Wars pop they ever put out. Okay. Oh no! Oh, I don't have every Deadpool. Yeah, I feel sorry for me. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, cool. You've seen Head PE 15 times. I've only been 13. Yeah. Awesome. We're both supporting a band that probably needs our money. Right. And that's, that's the thing. It's like it, it, fandom isn't a competition. Yeah. And it's okay. Like, and, and, you know, I'll be the first to, to admit, like, yeah, there are levels of fandom. Like, I'm a casual fan of certain things, but I'm like a super fan of certain things. Absolutely. And that's okay. It's not a competition. Like, it doesn't make anybody better. Than- I, like, I hate this this belief that, you know, it's a, that, that, uh, a level of fandom is better than the, it, it's very much like, um, to draw a parallel, uh, years ago, uh, friends of friends would get really pissed off at people that played any kind of game on their phone because he would be like, he would be like, they're not real gamers because you know, that's super casual and that those, those gamers are trash and they're not real gamers. We need another word for them because gamers doesn't but like just looking down on people that it's like, maybe I just want to play a game five minutes at a time. Yeah. If I'm waiting in a waiting room or something, like I'm waiting for a meeting or something and I, I want to pull out my phone and play a game for five minutes and then, you know, put it away. Maybe I want to do that. It doesn't mean I'm quote unquote, not a gamer or like what? Just like, I, I hate that, that whole concept. Yeah. And 
uh, like in gatekeeping your fandom to say it's better than something else. Yeah. I think you've heard me tell this story multiple times. I walk into a comic shop. I've got that CM Punk Best in the World t-shirt on, like the OG one from the summer of 2011. And girl, I don't know. A girl I have never met and I don't know starts making fun of me for having a wrestling shirt on. And I have, if I had ever seen this girl before in my life, it was probably at this exact same comic shop and we had never exchanged words. So I'm just like kind of sitting there baffled and she's talking about like just how stupid it is and how like no adult should like that, blah, blah, blah. And then she like turns and she has a TARDIS tattoo on one of her arms. Yeah. Let's go. Well, you know, Doctor Who's overproduced British shit. So, and she just like gets offended and I'm just like, well, you know. Don't talk shit about my stuff, and I won't state my opinion on yours. Now you know how it feels. Yeah. Now, I, didn't like Game, I didn't like Game of Thrones, but I'm not going to like sit here and like bash it all the time, because I don't fucking care. Several millions of people enjoyed it. Uh, except for furries. Good. Furries we don't Except like. Yeah. I will bash furries. Yeah, um, furries are... That's, that's the deep dive. You know, we did... Um, we did Creepy Juggalos. fandom, furries. Stop. Uh, like we did, um, we did juggalos, but we haven't done furries yet. That's a deep dive. I could, <laughs> I, I'm afraid uh, to get into that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, I feel like it's Pandora's box. Yeah. Uh, but I also feel like it would be a ton of fun. It would be, oh my gosh, that would be interesting. Well, there you have it. That's oh. what we're going to talk about soon. Oh, God. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, just, if you meet a celebrity, treat them like a normal person. Yeah. Don't go up and gawk. Like, have I told you my Chris Jericho story? I don't think so. So, I was in Chicago for Battleground or whatever the pay-per-view was when CM Punk was making his return after, like, his two months off in wrestling Jericho. It was Battleground. Okay. So we go. It's me, uh, Paul Frankie, and my friends Sean and John. And uh, as we're, like, finishing up, and I've got my uh, Enjoy Colt Cabana that looks like the Coca-Cola logo on. Oh, yeah. Uh, Someone sits down a few tables from us that's – the tables between us are empty – and it's Jericho and, like, someone I don't know. I'm just like, the dude's having breakfast. I'm not going to be that dude. Yeah. So I get up, and uh, as we're leaving, you know, if you hear chairs scooting, you're going to look over and see what's going on. He looks up. We make eye contact. I just wave. He points at the shirt and gives me a thumbs up, <laughs> and that's the entire exchange. That's I'm awesome. not interrupting the man's uh, – I'm not going to interrupt his breakfast. So be that guy. Don't be the person like the, the, I think the most angry fan exchange I've ever heard about aside from this German guy now (sighs) is when uh, CM Punk would talk about how people would come up and take his headphones out so they could ask him for an autograph or just like shove something in front of the book he was reading. Oh, I hate that. And it's just like, 
those are also the kind of people that probably uh, go online and um, bash. I tried to meet CM Punk. He was such an absolute asshole, yeah. blah, 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 blah. He wouldn't even sign my picture for me. And it's like, well, were you the dude who shoved it in front of my face when I was reading with headphones in? No, I didn't sign it for you. Or the what culture actually just talked about this. The the Randy Orton uh, picture incident from like 2007 or something. Right. It was a few weeks after I had my awesome experience meeting Orton. Um, and... So basically what happened was a, like a bunch of guys are like going out and this guy interrupts Orton's conversation. Our, our stories actually start kind of similarly eerily eerie um, uh, where, you know, he sees Randy sitting at a bar, goes up and talks to him for a second. Okay. Same page, right? Same page from the beginning. And then the guy uh, asks for a picture and Randy says, not right now, maybe in a few minutes. And the guy just keeps hounding him for it. Until finally Orton just says no. So a bunch of the wrestlers leave and they all go to this bar. The guy goes in and just starts taking pictures of the talent. Like no permission, no nothing. And he gets up into the VIP area with Randy Orton. Orton snags the camera and throws it over the VIP thing onto the floor, like the dance, like the dance floor. So he breaks the camera. Guy calls the cops. And, uh, I guess Orton went and picked up the picture or went and picked up the camera and took the SIM or like the SD card out of it. Right. So the cops show up and like the guy's bitching that he broke his camera, blah, 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 blah. So he, the cops were like, just give him a hundred dollars for the camera. And he's like, cool. So he signed it. Thanks dipshit. Ha. And it's like, okay, yeah, you got your autograph that you asked for. Yeah. You got your Randy Orton story. The, yeah. If I, I, you, Oh, that's funny. If you'd just been a normal person or someone that showed respect, because I, I still remember I walked up and I said, hey, I'm not trying to interrupt your meal or your good time. I really just wanted to tell you you're one of the reasons I'm still watching pro wrestling right now. Thank you for everything you're doing. And he started chatting with me. He started asking me about my shirt. And that's what led to the experience I had and the yeah. amazing story. And, you know. The picture I still have 13 years later to this day. So that's awesome. No, that's a good story. Um, the worst fan interaction I've ever seen. And for some reason, this is always my luck is when I'm in line at a convention, I'm always behind the person that pisses off the celebrity the most. For however it happened when I met Batista, because the guy literally had no joke. He brought 10 things for Batista to sign. Jesus Christ. He had two giant shopping bags full of toys, like different action figures that he was. He was just like this one. And this guy had um, like six different pens, like six different markers that he wanted certain figures signed in certain ink with the different markers. So he was like, this so one. all that shit's just going on eBay. Yeah. He's like, so this one, uh, use this, like the teal one. And then, uh, these two can you use the red one. And then this one, black one. And like, I got up afterwards at, like I was the next guy in line. I was like, do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. 
I was like, I'm just happy to meet you. And then I talked to him about Stuber for a minute. But um, but that wasn't even the one. Um, Malcolm McDowell. Uh, meeting Malcolm McDowell at uh, a horror hound in Cincinnati. And behind, like, in line. And I was like, all I want to do is be like, man, you as the voice of President John Henry Eden in Fallout was awesome. Like I would, I would specifically leave the radio on just to hear whenever you would come back as president, John Henry Eden. Fantastic guy in front, the directly in front of me in line has like a stack of posters. The stack is like a quarter inch thick and he's just like, he's got them like all peeled back and he's just like peeling down the corners and he's like, that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. Just like peeling down the corner just so he can sign in the corner. And it's like he had to have signed like 12, 15 of them. Like he just kept going. And like in the beginning, you know, Malcolm McDowell was like cool about it because he's like, you know, trying to make conversation with him. And then eventually like you just see his face get redder and redder as he's just like scribbling on all these posters. And I'm just like, fuck, now, now I got to go next. And it's like, uh, so he's like heated and like, doesn't even say like, thank you or anything to the guy is just like, yeah, whatever. Cause it's been like, like, he spends a good four or five minutes just signing stuff, like just scribbling his name next, 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 just getting more agitated as each one goes. And so I get up there and I'm like, hey, uh, I just wanted you to know, um, you know, playing Fallout, playing the, you know, the Fallout video game. You were the voice of the president. Um, I really wanted to get a um, like I was trying to order a, a flag for you to sign, like the Enclave flag. But I couldn't find one that was good quality. I couldn't find one that was going to be here fast enough. So I just wanted to just say thank you. I appreciate you. You made a really good game even better. Blah, blah, blah. And, and he was just like, he was like super mad when I when, when got up there. His face like completely turned and he was like, oh, thank you. That was so much fun because I got to just stay in the booth and they kept going, do it like this, do it like this. And it was so much fun. And I was like... I was so afraid, and, but he was super, super cool. That's uh, awesome. So it was, it was just like, I always get stuck behind that dick hole who has like 50,000 things to sign. And I'm just like, I got one thing because like, and, and, and it always makes me laugh. Like, I think, I think you were with me and Kane did it at uh, Lexicon where he's like, do you want me to personalize it? And I'm like, shit. Yeah, I'm not selling this. <laughs> like I, this is for me it's not for ebay auction winner i i think was i were we in line for somebody when we overheard uh like i guess there was this guy who like gets autographs and he legitimately doesn't sell them but he doesn't like them personalized so he was getting lou ferrigno's autograph and lou ferrigno's autograph was like 60 bucks or something yeah then he's like, all right, who should I make it out to? And he's like, oh, no, uh, don't make it out to anybody. And he just looks up at him and goes, 90 bucks. 
Dang. And that is the best way, I think, to deter <laughs> that kind of stuff. Oh, you don't yeah. want to personalize? The price just went up. Yeah. Um, gosh, the best story like that that I ever heard. I, I didn't get to go, but um, there was a um, – uh, Robert Kirkman was at a comic book store doing a signing. It was like really early on in the walking dead stuff. It was mm-hmm. before it, like before it really took off. And this guy, um, John told me the story because, um, uh, he actually got my hardcover signed for me. Um, and, um, so he was there like he and, and this guy came in and brought in like, you know, a dozen comic books for Robert Kirkman to sign. Kirkman's like signing them and he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're, they're making kind of small talk about the fact that he's got so many. The guy apparently left and came back with like a dozen more. Jesus. And so Robert Kirkman just like starts making small talk with him. And the guy doesn't notice that he's making it out to eBay auction winner and signing his name going on to the next one and writing to auction winner and signing his name. The guy got pissed. He was like legit, really pissed off. And it, it cracked me up to hear that story. Cause I was like, that's, that's perfect. Cause he is, he's like talking to him to distract him. He's like, yeah, yeah, blah, blah. I grew up over there. Blah, blah. Yeah. It was great. Like as he's like making eye contact with the guy and as he's signing stuff, but he's signing them all to auction winner, to auction winner, to auction winner, and then signing his name. So damn funny. That's gold. I love um, it. So. I know I've got... I've already told my Futurama story about the guy who like kept interrupting my conversation with Billy West. He's like, oh, this is the only time I'm ever going to be able to meet this dude. Yeah. But out... Uh, the, the oh, you want to talk about bottom barrel? Oh no! Like absolute bottom barrel. Roman Reigns uh-huh. on TV announces he has leukemia and is leaving. Forfeited the world title mm-hmm. is basically just like, hey guys, here's my top spot. I'm leaving. I know a lot of you wanted me to leave. This probably isn't how anyone wanted me to. <sighs> yeah. And you know, Roman like he hops off the stage and starts like high fiving people. This guy has his sign. Roman has just announced he has cancer, and this guy just starts screaming, Roman, will you sign? Roman, will you sign? Over and – like the dude has – Roman has tears coming down yeah. his face. Uh, and this guy is asking him to sign his poster. No. Ugh, that's what – just just draw a dick on it. Like, Yeah. And just take the sign and rip it in fucking half. Draw a dick and be like, I drew a picture of you, and then just laugh. <laughs> like, hey man, I drew a portrait. Uh, yeah. So don't don't be any of those people. Yeah, don't be that guy. No. Just, that's it. Just don't be that guy. Yeah, don't be that guy. Don't be a dickhole. Just be nice. And now we don't really have to worry about it because nobody's really meeting anybody anyway. But and, but when you're allowed to again, yes, don't be an asshole. Don't be that guy. Uh, so are you ready to be that guy? Pretty much perpetually. Yeah, because uh, uh, I got a an area code and a prefix. We can randomly call somebody and be that guy. Uh, let's just go with the uh, classic of 5309. All right. Let's see here. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. All right. We are calling Salt Lake City, Utah. Let's do it. This time. All right. I hope they're Mormon. Oh, God. I hope they run a mom and mom and mom and mom and mom and pop store. <laughs> that would be great. I would, I would, I would love that. I, I mixed up shop and store. That's why I said sure. I got you. I haven't I been you. drinking. Anybody who's listening, uh, if you felt the need to correct me uh, and talk to your podcast device of choice, go fuck yourself. All right. Here we go. Salt Lake City, Utah. I hope you're on. Here we go. It's one of my favorite bits. Chris, Chris, do America. Oh, here we go. I'm always equally torn, like, if they're going to answer or not, if I want them to. It's 50-50. Reach the Century Link. What is... To access your mailbox, please. Press the star key. Oh, no. Hang up. This we is, don't want to access their mailbox. This is intense. Uh, you have reached the CenturyLink internal voicemail system. What? To access your mailbox, please press the star key. All right. Let's press star. Let's see what happens. Enter your ID followed by pound. All right. Let's see if I ran. Enter your pin followed by pound. What? Uh, zero two seven nine. Invalid entry. Oh. Your ID followed by. I can't believe I actually put in a real ID. <laughs> Holy shit! All right, well, uh, I don't think we're going to get better than that. No, so that was uh, our favorite, our, our favorite bit. Chris and Chris uh, reach out and touch America, uh, where we enter in legitimately. We pick a random city dial a random phone number and try and talk to whoever's on the other end did not work sometimes it works great once uh sometimes it does not work great every other time but uh at some point we're going to get somebody that's going to like chat with us i, I like it, one of two things is going to happen either we're going to get somebody that's like that's going to sit and chat with us for a while and it's going to be really good we're going to get somebody who's like really, really angry and it's going to be really funny because they're going to be so pissed off or we're somehow going to call somebody famous. God, like how happy would you be if like someone answers the phone and they're just like, yeah, hi. And like we get a hold of them and then they're like, uh, this is Aaron Rogers. How'd you yeah, get my phone like, number? Wow. Like, yeah, like at some point, you know, the odds are that we're eventually going to hit somebody decently famous if we stick to big cities. Like at some point. I mean, and coming up soon, we start our uh, five week stretch of calling nowhere but Los Angeles. <laughs> it's like we, we pick like New York, Los Angeles, Chicago. Uh, we could start doing Nashville because I'm sure there's singers or whatever. Somebody's yeah. going to have something to pimp. Um you know, Dallas, wherever, wherever we want it, like these big cities, like at some point, if we keep hitting cities like that, eventually we're going to hit somebody that, you know, we will have heard of before. And we're just going to happenstance into their phone number. Nothing would make me happier. How great would that be? Man, 
the goal is eventually we're going to call Betty White's phone. We're just going to start start putting in phone numbers until we hit Betty White's phone number, and then 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 the game is over. It's like absolutely that. yeah, absolutely nothing would make me happier if we hit like we need to get like our dream list of like if we hit any of these like five people, it just stops. You know, you know who's on top though, right? Bill freaking Murray. God damn it! Yes. Oh, is there, was that one? That's one. That's a point. Yes. That's a point. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh. I felt good. Cold as ice. <laughs> oh, that's that was that felt good. That felt right. Oh. So it was officially one to zero. Yeah, uh, it's okay though. It's it's only April, so there's still plenty of game left to play for the year. Gosh, and that is how the game is played, my friends. <laughs> oh, so uh, I think I, I think also um, unless something crazy happens i think we're back on the uh bonus episode schedule sunday train yeah i think we're back on it i'm into Uh, it we had a couple weeks off where we had uh, a couple things come up that we couldn't do bonus episodes uh someone had a birthday someone got yelled at we're not going to name names but you know it's a thing that happens uh but i think i think barring anything crazy going on that we'll have a bonus episode this week i don't know or next Hopefully week. we'll be know. back on Sunday. Yeah. But until then, uh, as always, we thank you for listening. We thank you for uh, putting up with our nonsense. And uh, tune in whenever the next episode may be to hear us talk about our favorite GameCube games. Sweet. And until then, thank you for being our friends with benefits.